And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor podcast. I'm Ryan Winthrop, and no, don't adjust your monitors there. It's just me, just like um, Deshaun is now in the game. I am alone. Uh, Dylan is not here tonight. He has a work conflict, so I'll be doing a quick recap to share my thoughts on the episode. Um, I probably can't talk to myself for a full hour, so I'll just be giving you my perspective on what went down here in episode 12. Just kind of um, go through the episode bit by bit, as Dylan and I tend to do. And then if there's any questions, I'll be answering them live, just so I'm not just speaking to myself the whole time. And we'll go from there. Now, Dylan does want to share his thoughts on the episode. So what we're going to do as a quick programming note is we're going to maybe go live either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So Dylan can give his thoughts on episode 12. And obviously, we need to look ahead to the finale as the finale is already next week, December 15th. I can't believe it's happening so, so quickly. Um, but... We're going to go over it, and I want to hear Dylan's thoughts because it was a really interesting episode. Um, very sad to see Danny go tonight. I, I really got to say it for a quick eulogy on Danny. Um, easily one of my favorite pro, pro athletes to watch on the show that Survivor has had. I mean, obviously, it was fun to watch Jeff Kent. It was fun to watch, you know, Brad Culpepper, you know, Cliff Robinson, just to name a few. But I think Danny brought something really different to the table. I think we all went in with a very you know, streamlined perspective of, okay, you know, he's the pro athlete, he's going to be good at challenges, he's not going to be, you know, a super strategic threat, he might be social, but he'll go out in like fifth or sixth, which, you know, still happened. But, you know, I think Danny was so much more than that. We saw that he was such a social player. He was really good at, you know, making relationships. And we saw on the jury, Tiffany turns to Evie and she says, I'm really sad that he's going. And Evie seemed to agree. I think the jury would have voted for him if he actually got to the end. So, and I think Danny also was willing to make moves. He was willing to pull people in when he heard Liana's name out there. I think when Evie went home, he was quick to shut it down because that was not going to be good for his game. So he obviously had some strategic chops as well. So I think we, we deserve, uh, Danny deserves a lot more credits. And I think people should, you know, respect that he was a really good player in this game and it's going to be sad to see him go. I was really hoping he could win. Uh, you know, but now we're down to the final five. It's just Deshaun, Xander, Ricard, Heather, and uh, Erica. So yeah, so just Danny goes out here uh, three to three, and then four to zero on the revotes. Um, one thing I want to go over in this episode, and I'm I really want to hear Dylan's thoughts when we do the recap with him, is tonight spoke to me that either Deshaun was going to go home. Or Deshaun was going to win the game. I I really think at this point Deshaun is our winner. Now I I don't know any spoilers. I don't know anything. That's just you know my honest thoughts. Um, we could I could easily see Ricard winning. There's a chance that Xander could win and maybe Erica could win as well. But this was such a heavy focus on Deshaun. Like we spent the first I don't know ten minutes at least going over last week. We had two or three flashbacks on the shot and not the shot in the dark. Sorry uh, on the um, do or die on the whole moment where Deshaun got emotional about the moral dilemma he faced in the game. And they spent a lot of time on that. And then we saw him go to Heather and have a talk with Heather about it and what that meant for him, him and his game and his culture. And he talked to Xander about that. And we saw uh, him talk to Erica. And to me, this really felt like this was such a Deshaun centric episode, which again told me he either goes home tonight or he is maybe our winner. So I think, and I, I've said this back, if you go back to the merge when he threw Sydney under the bus to save himself, um, when um, the Yasas were working together and Sydney left, 
I said to Dylan uh, back then, I think this is a hint that Deshaun might win the season. I think that we're seeing Deshaun start to emerge as a player. We didn't see a lot of Luvu early on in the pre-merge because they kept winning. And I think that was a hint that, hey, maybe Deshaun is going to take this thing all the way to the end. I mean, Ricard clearly is the front runner here. I think we all can agree that Ricard, um, you know, has he's won three immunity challenges. I think he's won four challenges overall. Super massive threat to win this game. I think if Ricard gets there, he wins hands down. So that's why I think he maybe doesn't win. He's kind of like that final boss, like a Rick Devins or like a Kelly Wentworth, where the winner has to step over them to get to the end and win. So I, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to going over this episode. Uh, and again, if anybody's watching, please drop any questions or comments in the chat and I'll go over them. Honestly, as you drop it, it wouldn't make sense for me to talk, you know, for 30 minutes, 40 minutes to myself. And then I answer them all at the end. So if you have anything, please let me know. I'm happy to uh, discuss with you about it. Um, but anyway, so we see early in the episode that Deshaun has, you know, a couple of, confessionals and again this is what i was just talking about how it's really a lot of deshaun centric focus and I'm, this also felt like an old school survivor episode i know dylan and i said a few weeks ago that the whole shan episode felt like classic survivor it was vintage you know weighing your game versus moral dilemmas do, do i do what's best for me in the game or do i do what the person outside this game would want me to do and that's a really big struggle people face so that shan episode felt like old school this also felt like old school because, you know, we have a bilateral choice. This isn't like a recent episode in Survivor history where it's like, oh, it could be, I'm making this up. This could be Tony. This could be Sophie. This could be uh, Jeremy. It could be Tyson. It could be Wendell. Like, it's not giving you a multitude of options of who can go and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? This was a really like bilateral choice. I hope I'm using that correctly. It was either going to be Danny or Deshaun. Now, maybe there was a chance they were trying to say to us, oh, if Deshaun, you know, blows up Erica's game at Tribal Council, maybe she'll get some votes. But I think the whole episode, we all can say that it was going to be either one of the two guys going home, no matter what. That new four-person alliance from a few weeks ago just seems very ironclad and very strong at this point. Um, it was interesting to also see how, you know, when we get back from Tribal, you know, Danny uh, really feels more betrayed by Xander. You know, he, he makes a comment that he's like, you know, I can't really trust erica and heather i knew that but i thought xander was going to be up front and be with us because ricard's the clear threat here and i think this was interesting because um i think this was interesting because you know we, we've been seeing for a couple weeks now hey 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 Bonnie, i'll get to your question in one second um it's interesting because i think that we've seen for a couple weeks now erica and heather are positioned as a swing vote they swing to take out nasir swing to take out shan they swing whichever way works for them and they're a package deal as two so um, Danny already knew that there was a chance I can't trust them, but he thought Xander was going to be on his side. And I'll get to Xander in a second in terms of why he kept Ricard last round. And I think it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, Kay Bonilla asks, do you think Xander kept Deshaun because he could beat Ricard in the challenges and he might be more desperate than Danny to make moves? So I think this is a good point. This is something that we saw a lot at the end of the episode when we were about to go to tribal where, you know, the four person alliance is like, okay, we need to beat Ricard, so we should keep people that can take him out in a challenge. Because if Ricard wins out, there's we're at the final five. There's only two more challenges, and then we get to final four fire making. So there's only two more challenges. If Ricard wins twice, he gets to the end, and he I think he wins slam dunk. So when you're saying here, do you think he kept Deshaun because he could beat Ricard? This was interesting because we saw this conversation between Xander and Heather, 
where Xander was like, Danny actually beat Ricard in that challenge, the one where you had to hold up the ball on the um, on the pole. And so he he's proven he could beat um, Ricard. So Danny Deshaun has to go because Danny's already beaten him. But Heather pointed out, and I think Erica pointed this out too, that, well, Deshaun was very close today. Deshaun almost won that word puzzle. He was like one or two letters away. And Deshaun almost won something else as well. And he he shot the basket. So Deshaun's not a slouch in the challenges. He can win. He just hasn't beaten Ricard yet or Danny, but he could win. And I think as you get to the end of this game where the, the challenges get more balanced and puzzle oriented, if Deshaun is better at puzzles than uh, Danny, that's what they need to do to take Ricard out of this game. So I think to answer your question, I think maybe that's the reason why they kept um, that's the reason why they kept Deshaun instead of Danny. I mean, obviously the threat of the idol was super important there as well, where they were maybe afraid of Danny's idol. Turns out he didn't have it. But um, I really think in their minds, Deshaun could have beaten Danny, at, not Danny, Deshaun could have beaten Ricard at some of these late game puzzle challenges. So I think that's why Xander decided to vote him out. And I think this is also, we're seeing more of Xander's thought process. I don't think Xander is our winner here, but we're seeing Xander's, you know, strategic prowess in I think an interesting thing here, yeah, I think you're right. I think it, it really is a huge gamble. And I think that's another good point where I really do think they should have voted out Ricard last week. Honestly, all of them, because yeah, you need to keep shields in the game, but it's always a struggle of like, when do you keep, how long do you keep a shield? And then when do you cut the shield off? Because if you keep, if you keep the shield too long, they're going to beat you at the end. And if you get rid of the shield too early, then um, you're the next biggest threat or you're the next tallest piece of bam bamboo that's going to get chopped off. So I do think it was a big gamble that they kept Ricard in last week and he could win out. I think if Ricard doesn't win one of these next two challenges, he has to go no matter what. Um, and I think that Xander really should have did it last week because yeah, yeah, you may have been the next biggest threat, Xander, but you have an idol, you still have an idol and it would have shaken up the game a, a little bit, I think, where you know now it might be too late and you can't do anything about it. And I think for everybody, you have to shake up the game when, you know, things don't look right. Like if you're looking at the pool table and things don't look your way, you have to kind of just shake things up and say, I need a new start. I need to have a new position, a better place to shoot my shot because right now it's not looking good. So I think final eight or seven is a really good place to cut that person off. You start to get towards six and five. I think it gets a little bit too close for comfort there, um, you know, in my opinion. But then we see that Deshaun is talking to Heather about last night's tribal council, which again, this is what I was saying earlier, how there's a, there was a very, very big focus on Deshaun and last week's tribal, which makes me think that he could, you know, win the game at this point, just because he's really, he's really just been a major focus of this game. Ever since he wanted to throw the challenge to get rid of Erica, we started to see him more and more and more. And especially once he decided to get rid of Shan with Ricard, you know, he's really in the narrative now. So. Hey, Ohio State, um, you ask, it was definitely interesting that he kept the shot over Danny. So I was just talking about this with Kay Bonilla a bit earlier. I was saying how the reason they must have kept him was because they're saying Deshaun is, you know, he's a social threat. He has good bonds with Erica and Heather and, um, you know, he's a threat. So why wouldn't you get rid of him? But I think they kept him because if he can beat Ricardo some of these puzzles, I think that's why they want him in the game uh, over Danny, even though Danny's proven he can beat Ricardo in a challenge. He did it last week. So I think it was very interesting. And 
I guess Ricard didn't get his way here. Because unless I'm wrong, I think Ricard said in the episode, he had a confessional where he was like, Deshaun is the glue that keeps Erica and Heather together where Danny doesn't have that. So Deshaun should really go here because Erica and Heather might, you know, splinter a bit without him. So I guess they decided to keep Deshaun because of, you know, maybe the puzzle challenge. I'm not really sure. We'll have to see next week. Um, so Xander seems that he is basically guaranteed final four as he will use his idol next travel council since final five is the last time you can use one. Yeah, exactly. So you basically just um, jumped ahead to what I was going to say at the end of the episode, but I'll cover it now since we're kind of uh, flying by the seat. <laughs> Dylan's not here. We're by the seat of our pants tonight. Um, I should be kind of like over here because Dylan's over here and he's not here right now. But anyway, to answer your question, here we go. So yeah. Um, yeah, Xander, this is so interesting to me. Xander is guaranteed Final Four because the last time you can use it is Final Five, which is this upcoming week at Finale. So either he wins the challenge and gets there or he plays his idol. This, to me, says that they don't see Xander as a threat. Maybe he's going to be like the Dean to Tommy, where Dean was flashy. He had the idols. He had the advantages. But Tommy was just more well-liked and Tommy had the better social game and Tommy was more of the strategist with Lauren. And that's why Tommy beat out Dean, even though Dean was way more flashy. So I got to think the only reason they don't take out Xander, because they all know from, from the early merge shenanigans, they all know that Ricard has an idol. So the fact that they haven't even written his name down in a couple weeks now, that just tells me they're not afraid of him and they're, they're fine taking him as a goat, or maybe they'll, they'll cut him and he'll have to go into final four fire making. But that's the only thing that makes sense to me because I mean, this guy clearly is likable. He can win challenges. He's made some moves. He seems like he's an endgame threat. But again, we're looking at it from the outside. We don't see what they see. And I guess to their perspective, Xander might be like a Heather, like a goat where, oh, Xander's not going to beat. If I'm Ricard, Xander can't match up to me. And then if, if I'm Deshaun, oh, Xander can't beat me. And then even Erica, we see this week, Erica's like, well, my game is a bit different than Ricard's, not Ricard's, from Deshaun's, who's also different than Xander. So I can stand out. That's got to be the only reason why. But you're completely right, though, that Xander basically guaranteed Final Four. So we're going to see either Xander win his way into Final Three or he's going to get pulled into fire. It would be amazing to see someone like Ricard or Deshaun or Erica win the Final Four challenge and take Xander with them. That would be insane. Like, to me, that would signify that Xander can't win, which is usually, except for Tommy, we've seen Final Four fire making like four times at this point, five times at this point. And except for Tommy, every single person that's been pulled to final three, like your Angelinas, your Ryans, uh, your, um, who was it? Your, your Laurels, that's your zero vote finalist. So I'll be very interested to see if that's what happens to Xander. Um, Kate Bonilla also asks, Deshaun just ruined his bond with Erica and Heather, and he probably won't get votes from Shannon Liana. So even if he does make it to final tribal, he'll be runner up at best. So this is very interesting to me. Um, I was seeing on Twitter, a couple people like David Bloomberg and a couple of others were like, this was a very weird time for Deshaun to just drop this. I mean, I think Danny was the plan all along. I don't think Deshaun was going to go home. I think this just kind of said, said in their minds, Deshaun will still have to go next. But yeah, I think that was not the right move to do it at that point. I feel like at tribal council, it's just a little bit too late because the plan is already in place. And we they, we always talk about this where does the whispering change that much? And I feel like most of the time what we don't see in the episode is the whispering where they're like, just keep it the same. Let's not change. And I think that's what happens. 
So Deshaun, maybe if he wanted to, he could have maybe planted this bomb at camp right before tribal and maybe he's able to pull in Danny. He's able to pull in Heather and maybe do something with it. I don't think it matters anyway, but yeah, I think you're right. I think he does ruin his relationship with Eric and Heather a little bit. Cause Erica's going to be like, why would you try to get rid of me as your plan here? And she's even very sarcastic in the episode. She goes to him and turns around and is like, you know, I know I can't trust you. So it's clear that Erica and Deshaun are going to maybe keep going after each other. Maybe this new final three of him, Erica and Xander has now fallen apart. I think it has. But yeah, I think it was just the wrong moment to do it there. You do it maybe right before Tribal when there's time to scramble. I think at Tribal is uh, too late. And then Ohio State fan uh, asks about the idol. Uh, the idol that Danny didn't find can still be found. Yeah, so basically this was also very interesting to me in the episode where we see after the uh, reward challenge, Danny goes looking for the idol because, you know, in his mind, it's still him or Deshaun. And he goes looking for the idol, and we see the usual, like, flash on the screen, here it is, but, you know, we don't see him finding it. Now, that would imply, like, in older seasons, okay, he didn't he didn't find it, it's, it's over. But lately, they've been doing these flashbacks where even this season, we don't see Nasir looking for it, and all of a sudden, they flash back to Nasir, and they say, oh, well, Nasir's like, hey, I found the idol in this flashback. So I was wondering the whole time, like, will Danny reveal, oh, by the way, I found it in the tree? And of course, we see in the episode, Danny's like, I didn't find it. I couldn't get it. So you're right. The, that idol is going to be still out there at Final Five. So now this is going to be interesting because at the Final Five, Xander has an idol. Again, it's the last night you can play one. Does, does well, A, does someone even find it? And B, who? Because if, if Xander finds two, he doesn't need to find a second one. But if he does, who would he play it on? You know, I would feel, I feel like the narrative tells me that Deshaun might go out there and look and he might find it. Or maybe Ricard finds it. That would be very interesting if Ricard finds it and he doesn't win immunity and then everybody votes for him and he votes for somebody else and then they go. So I think a lot of this end game, this finale next week, I think will be determined maybe by who can find that last idol if somebody finds it. Because, I, I, no offense, I don't think Heather's going to find it. <laughs> if Ricard finds it and he doesn't win immunity, he can choose who he wants to go home because they're all going to put their votes on Ricard because he doesn't win immunity, possibly. And then he may pick, who do I want to go? And I think in his mind, he may want to take out Deshaun because I think in his mind, Xander's loyal and he knows that he can't get rid of Xander because Xander has his idol. So he might just vote out Deshaun there and Deshaun might go. If Deshaun finds the idol, that tells me he may want to vote for Ricard. Um, I, 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 this is so weird. At this point, I don't know if Erica and Heather are going to go. Dylan and I were talking last week about how, you know, is it too late to get rid of Heather? Is Heather our final three go? And Dylan said last week he thinks Heather can go this week so people can clear up one of those seats so they can sit there. But there's too many threats left. You know, Xander's still in the game. Ricard's still there. Deshaun is still there. I think we're going to – Heather has to make it to the end, right? I, I just feel like – and people can tell me if I'm crazy in the comments – I just feel like, you know, why would you get rid of Heather at this point when if Xander's going to secure his spot in the final four after this next vote, vote, either Ricard or Deshaun, whoever doesn't win immunity, they should go. So, so by that same token, I don't think Erica's going to go either. But I also don't think Erica and Heather get there. So do we see a moment where Heather gets pulled into final three and then it's like Erica versus Xander at fire making and maybe Erica loses to Xander? I don't know. This is going to be very interesting. There's a lot of different pieces on the game board. So I'll be curious to see who finds the idol and how that really impacts the game. Um, 
Also, before I get to the reward challenge, I have to say one of my favorite lines of the episode was um, uh, Danny brings in the football metaphor where he says there's an opportunity to knock off Tom Brady, uh, knock off the dynasty, but you chose to play kickball instead, which is a reference to them saying, nah, we're not going to get rid of Ricard. We're going to take out Liana. And I, so I guess he's comparing Liana to playing kickball and taking out Ricard as um, as uh, knocking off the Tom Brady dynasty. I, I said on Twitter that he and Bill Belichick have the same you know goal this season to knock off you know Tom Brady. Um, Ohio State fan also mentions that Heather is making it to final three. I'm quite confident. Yeah, I, I think at this point, now that we've passed the final six and seven hurdle, I really do think that Heather has to make it because you're not going to get rid of Heather next week with the three guys still in the game as big threats. And if you're in final four, Heather's not winning that challenge. You're going to pull her with you. I think this episode, if she made it through tonight, I think that cements Heather as our final three goat. I think. Um, oh, uh, Kay Bonilla says, you know, Xander is getting the Sandra type edits who will win because you didn't piss anyone in the jury off. So this is actually a really good point. I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to go through the episode and then go through everybody's chances. But again, we're just flying solo, trying new things. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah. Heather is there for the third place check. Um, I hope, they, I hope for the record, just side note, I hope they don't go for her so bad. I know everyone points to when Monica got just destroyed at final tribal and have you ever met a neat lady? Um, I really hope that Heather just tries her best and they, say like you know you did your best heather but we're not going to vote for you i hope they don't just just destroy her there because they they have a lot of ammunition just to be like what did you do all game heather but going back to your first comment this is so interesting to me because i've been listening to the post game interviews and i've been listening to i've been reading them and i've also been you know listening to them both on podcasts and in the articles and i try not to get too swayed by them because i don't want to you know ruin the results of the season but I also know that people might have different opinions now that the season's airing. So I can't take it all at face value until the season ends. From what I'm hearing and reading, I don't know who Xander has locked up. Like, it sounds like Tiffany isn't, like, the biggest Xander fan. Like, maybe if it's Xander and two people Tiffany doesn't like, she'll vote for Xander. But I feel like Tiffany may want to vote for one or two people, you know, over him. So I feel like, yeah, Xander hasn't pissed a lot of people off. I mean, listen except for Liana. Liana hates his face. She's uh, He's upset Liana, so I don't think he's going to get her vote. Could he get Tiffany and Evie's vote? I could see him maybe getting Evie's vote, but I don't think I see him getting Tiffany's vote, and maybe he'll get Nasir. And Danny seemed to be pretty upset with him that Danny that Xander didn't hold up his end of the bargain, and Danny's all about loyalty and, you know, riding with your, your group. So, yeah, I guess Xander didn't piss off a lot of people besides Liana, but I can only count maybe like out of the five current jury members of Tiffany, Nasir, Evie, Shan, Liana, and oh, sorry, Danny. So six, I can only count like one or two for Ricard. So I'm sorry. I can only count one or two for Xander. So let me know, Kebania, if you think he has more guaranteed votes than that, but I can only think of like one or two votes that he has. I think one, honestly. Um, Ohio State says Erica, I think, will be in the final four fire challenge if she is in the final four and doesn't win immunity. Yeah. So I think that this is very interesting because at final five, I personally think we're going to lose either uh, Deshaun or Ricard, I think, because Xander is going to just idle his way to final four. At final four, I don't think Erica wins immunity. So the narrative there would be either the remaining person of Xander and Deshaun or Xander and Ricard. One of those two would probably win the challenge, I think. 
So either Xander and Deshaun or Xander and Ricard. And the winner would take, I think, Heather with them, which I think by default puts uh, Eric into, into fire. What would be very interesting to me, actually, is if Ricard wins the Final Four Challenge and pulls in Heather or even if it's Xander and we have a Deshaun versus Erica firemaking. That would be very interesting to me because we've seen the whole season this Deshaun versus Erica, you know, narrative where ever since Luvu, Deshaun wanted to throw the challenge to get rid of Erica and Erica survived because Nasir single-handedly won the challenge and he couldn't get rid of her. And then we had the whole Erica confessional where she's like, I want to be a lion, not a lamb. And now we see them working together, but then Deshaun drops this truth bomb and now Erica's like, I, can't, I, I, I thought I couldn't trust you. Now I know I can't trust you. And Deshaun should clearly go next week. So I feel like we've been setting up for a huge Deshaun versus Erica storyline, kind of like how we had a, you know, Liana versus Xander storyline. And I think that's going to be very interesting to see because we saw how Xander and Liana storyline played out where Liana couldn't get the extra votes and Xander took her out with it, essentially. Um, and that was kind of like a poetic justice moment. I'm wondering if Deshaun or Erica will beat one another in fire or they'll take take the other out here. It's going to be very interesting to see how their narrative and their story are concludes. Um, Ohio State says, I can see Erica beating Deshaun in possible fire as earlier in the season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So this is a good, a good reminder. So I don't remember Deshaun being bad at fire. I would need to remember when that was. The only person I can remember struggling with fire, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Sydney. We saw a whole confession, not confessional, we saw a whole moment where Sydney's trying to make the fire and she's like, this sucks. I hate this. I, I can't make fire. And then we see Nasir come in and just make the fire right away. So yeah, uh, remind me if you remember, oh, episode two. Okay. So I guess that would be a really interesting, you know, flashback and a good shout where it's like, oh, he was bad at fire and he's going to lose in Final Four fire making. So that would be very interesting to see. That was that was a good point that you uh, pointed that out. I just remember Sydney being bad at it and the seer coming in to save the day. Um, but I'm interested to see how that happens. Um, Kay Bonilla basically says that Erica hasn't done enough to beat anyone in the end unless the jury is so desperate to give it to a woman. So this is another good point that I want to bring up. Um, I think after I go through all of your comments, I might try to squeeze in the, the rest of the episode, but I can just go over it with Dylan this weekend. So it's not a huge deal. I'm, I'd much rather talk to all of you in the chat than just talk to myself the whole time. Um, so yeah, you heard Erica say in confessional and it shows that the contestants are very well aware of this, that we haven't had a female winner since Sarah back in Game Changers. So it's been since season 34, which is now seven seasons ago. And it sounds like, and it looks like on the screen, it's going to be one of Ricard xander and or deshaun I, I i agree with you i don't think erica has done enough i think erica has played a good game i don't think people should you know like poo poo like erica's um game this season i think she's actually proven herself to be you know a pretty capable capable player and she i think knows what she's doing but i don't think she's in front enough i think the jury's going to be seeing either oh xander was flashy with his idol or deshaun was making moves and he was out there and over card he took out shan his ally and then he won all these challenges i feel like what is erica's story and erica's story i don't think it surpasses any of those three she would need to do something super huge either next to final five or final four she would have to do something major to 
get i think the, the jury's votes I, I i think erica could get maybe like one or two votes in the end but yeah i think you're right that she hasn't done enough to pass the stories of xander or deshaun or ricard um deshaun was struggling big time and nasir helped sydney struggled okay yeah so, so you're just referencing what we said earlier about um the fire making got it okay so yeah no i mean going back to Kay bonia's point it's just where the, the, the contestants are well aware a female hasn't won in a long time. And Erica, and, and this goes back to what I said. This is classic survivor where Erica is debating the moral decision of, I want to do what's best for me in the game. And Liana was not good for me in the game because she voted for me and she'll do it again. And I had to take out that foursome of Shan, Deshaun, Danny, and, um you know, Liana. So it made sense for me to get rid of Liana there, but I'm torn by that because I want a woman to win. So this is again going back to classic Survivor, where Erica is struggling with, I want to do what's best for my game and get rid of Liana, but I know the fans are going to hate it because we want to see a woman win, and I and I want that too, but I, I can't go with her. So yeah, I mean, some people might find that annoying, like oh, you know, just play the best game. Who cares about you know gender or race, whoever? But like that's what Survivor is: people making these decisions based on what's best for them in the moment, or what they're going to be morally okay with doing. So yeah, I'm glad that they showed that because I mean, I think these are fans. If fans are being cast for the show, this isn't like the old days of like Nicaragua or like um, Redemption Island or like one world where you're casting a lot of recruits and people that don't know the show. And it's really boring. Like these are all fans of the show. Like they know the show forward and back. I mean, we saw a few seasons ago, Lauren in edge of extinction was like, you know, females, and I'm sorry, Angelina, can't forget Angelina. Angelina's like, you know, females don't find idols and I want to help females find idols. And then she finds one. And then she sets a whole trend of, you know, uh, Wentworth finding one and Lauren finding one. Um, so yeah, the, the, the contestants are well aware of what the narrative is and what the, the stats are and what's happening. And I, and I think they want to change that, but again, they don't want to change it so much where it screws over their whole game. So I think that's, that's a very interesting thing to, you know, consider. Um, so just really quickly, as we approach the half an hour mark, I'll just go very quickly through the rest of the episode just to kind of summarize it. And then um, if either of you have more comments, keep putting them in the chat or anybody else, and I'll, I'll go through them. Again, I don't want to bore anybody too much just being by myself. So I think that I'll probably stop at like 45 minutes or so, 40 minutes. So maybe I'll stop in 10, 15 minutes, and then Dylan and I can do a more robust um, episode next, uh, I guess, over the weekend. So Kabania adds, I have a feeling production is duping us and it'll be a final two old school style. So on Twitter, people were trying to read into Jeff's words. I need to pull up what was said here because this could determine what we have. Jeff said, just give me one second here. because I have the quote because I wrote it down. So Jeff says, you're going to have two votes, um, like two challenge, two immunity challenges. So it's final five and final four. That makes sense. And a fire-making tiebreaker. So is there a final four, final five vote? Is there a final four vote? And then is there fire at final three? So this would be very interesting. And this would be the biggest dupe of all time. Because we had no hint in the preseason of like, oh, we're going back to final two. We just assume this is a brand new game. Drop the four, keep the one, yada, yada, yada. Um, and we assumed, okay, but we're still going to have a final four fire-making, which... I don't like and a final three, like we've had the last five, six seasons now, but if, so I think that's, that's what Jeff meant. I think Jeff just basically meant you're going to have a final five challenge, a final four challenge, and then you're going to have your 
fire making, and then the final tribal council. I think that's what he meant. But what people are saying on Twitter is they're reading into like the math and they're saying, if Jeff was to be believed like verbatim, is there a final five vote, a final four vote, and then a final three where the winner goes on to the final two chair and then the other two go into fire? That would be very interesting. I mean, again, I still prefer votes. Um, but this would be very interesting. I want to get Dylan's thoughts on this. I'm, I'm glad we were talking about this right now because now I want to um I want to hear what Dylan's thoughts on this are because for years now we've said we don't like Final Four fire making. The lifeblood of Survivor is the votes. You only know who's you know loyal to you in the game, and you only know you only know what's going to happen when you put pen to parchment because actions speak louder than words. So the whole time in Survivor for 34 seasons, the final four and sometimes final three vote is so important for that last push to make your end game and put yourself in those chairs. And the final four fire making kind of you know you know gets rid of that. So if we really end up with a case where it's different this season, we're going to have a final five vote. We're going to have a final four vote. Oh, but guess what? Now the winner of the final three challenge gets safety at the end and the other two go into fire. That would be interesting. I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if I like that more or less. I'll need to ask Dylan about that, but that's an interesting point. Um, yeah, there, yeah, there was no family visit this season due to COVID. And I guarantee you uh, since 42 was filmed like a few weeks or like a month after 41, there's going to be no family visit either. <laughs> I guess they couldn't even do a Zoom call. I guess you bring up a good point where I guess just with everything with COVID, it just made it way too complex to arrange the family traveling and also a Zoom call was just way too much. I Listen, Jeff loves this. You know as well as I do, Jeff loves his family moments. So I guarantee you that um, in 43, whenever 43 is aired, I'm not sure when it's airing or when it's filming, but... I guarantee you Jeff is going to uh, make sure family visits come back in some way. Cause you know, Jeff, I think Jeff has gone, excuse me, on record saying some of his favorite episodes of all time, favorite episodes of the season are family visits. He just, he loves those moments for TV. So I think we'll see it back in 43, but I, we obviously know why it wasn't here this season. Uh, it always seems that whichever vote Jeff reads first in tribal is safe. I wish we had stats on that. The season almost like every vote, but the first the season, almost every vote, but one or two, the vote that was read first, the person was safe. So I think people have been tracking this in the past. I think you're right. Nine times out of 10, I think when Jeff reads a, a name first, that person's safe. And then whoever's read afterwards, I think goes. I do think in the last few seasons, I think production has caught on to this fact that people, super fans are crazy. Like I'm crazy. Everybody that watches the show pays like, so much attention to every single little detail. I think they maybe picked up on that. And I think as of late, we've seen a couple of times, I, I can't think of any examples this season off the top of my head, but we've seen a couple of times this season that the person who had their name written first actually did go. So you're right. I, th I think we need to get some stats on that, but I would say like nine out of 10 times, that's what happens where the person whose name is read first uh, is safe. And I just think that that's a trope that they've always tended to do. And they keep doing it, but lately they've tried to switch it up a bit, but it'd be interesting to see what the stats are on that. Um, just to keep going through the episode very, very quickly in our last few minutes here, you know, we had the reward where basically the choice was either chicken and veggies or sugar and sweets. I feel like they made the right choice here. You have to go for the protein instead of the sweets. I know that people may have had a sugar rush, but 
when you have such a little, little food that this cast has had, you need the protein to kind of make it through, through the last, you know, few days of the game. Um, I, I did love that banter between um, Jeff and Deshaun where he's like, you know, I wanted some letters. And, and Jeff's like, I always, you always come in here and you say, we want food. And now you want letters. So I love when Jeff kind of gives it back to the contestants and the contestants give it to Jeff. I, I love that little dynamic there. But we did see Deshaun, Xander, and Erica win reward. And then while they were having reward, they talked about the potential for new rewards and new allies. And that little alliance of Erica, Xander, and Deshaun seemed to form. I guess it held tonight because Deshaun stayed and Danny went home. But, I mean, now that Deshaun dropped this little truth bomb at Tribal Council, I think that he may have just gotten rid of that little three-person group. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Oops. There we go. Is it just me? Or is everyone so open and telling all their strategies this season? So this is something that Dylan and I have talked about every episode this season uh, with the podcast. I mean, we've been saying this since like week two. Ever since Xander found the Beware Advantage and he showed it to Voce and he showed it to Evie all those episodes ago, we were, we've been very surprised this whole season that this cast is so forthcoming with information. Like Again, like I said, everybody knows that Xander has an idol. People knew about Liana's knowledge as power. Like people knew about, you know, the, the 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 secret phrases about butterflies and relatives and trees and broccoli and all that stuff. Like this cast is so forthcoming with information. And I don't know if it's because they're all like super fans and they're eager to play. I don't know if it's because the filming of the season got delayed with COVID and now these people are like shot out, shot out of a cannon where they really are just itching to play and they're like, listen, we've been cooped up for too long. We have to play this game. I got to think that's the reason why, because I've seen no other cast where they're this open with their strategies, because any other cast would be like, you, you idiots, what are you doing? And I know that people like Steven say all the time, you need to share information to build trust. Like that's how allies, you know, gain, you know, they get closer together. But this cast is just sharing like anything they get, they just share with other people. So I'm wondering if 42 and 43, we're going to see the same type of, you know, hyperactivity where people are just sharing all their information or if maybe 43 sees this season and they go okay people are way too open i gotta keep my secrets close to the vest here oh okay i think the brad vote is the only one where he was read first gotcha okay so my final question tonight maybe this is a sign that we're wrapping down anyway we have some final questions from people as we approach 40 minutes uh, again thank you both for um you know staying with me and asking questions i think you've made this uh 40 minutes a lot more interesting than it would have been already. And then thanks to anybody else who decides to watch this episode with, with just me and not Dylan. I promise Dylan will be back for the finale. He's not going to miss it with work. He's going to make sure he's here next week, December 15th at, I guess it was at 10, 15 PM, 11, 15 PM. Whenever the finale ends with a two hour, three hour finale, we'll both be here. Maybe even with Hef, we'll see. And we're going to recap it live. And you're going to get all of our thoughts. And then you're even you're going to also get Dylan's thoughts this weekend. Just this one week little uh, recording snafu. But thank you both for being here with me and anyone else who decides to watch in post. Uh, so Ohio State's final question tonight is, so which contestants on this season do you think are locks and have a great chance of coming back as a returnee in future seasons? I would say Shannon and Sierra Locks. So this is. There we go. 
Yeah, no, Kay Bonilla, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate your support as well. We wouldn't be doing this without listeners. So we're we're happy to give you content. Thank you so much. And we're always grateful for your support as well. Um, so yeah, so in the off season, Dylan and I are definitely going to talk about this, who might come back. Because I guarantee you that now that we're in this new era, we're going to see returnees from the season at some point. It's going to be interesting, interesting to see. Will we see like this season's returnees with like David versus Goliath people? Or are we just all the way close the book on one through 40. And now we have a brand new era where only returnees from here come out, but we'll see. Um, To answer Ohio State's question. So who are locks and who have a great chance to come back? So I think for me, it's basically like a couple of categories. Well, three or four categories where it's like locked. You're going to come back. You're like the, um, you're like the Stephanie LaGrosa where where you're going to come back. You're like the, uh, the James Clement. You're like the, um, you're like the like the the Jeremy Collins. You're like the um the uh the cast or the Abby Maria, where they're you're a lock to come back. So locks. Then you have the people that are pretty good chance of coming back. You have a great chance. Then you have like the maybes, and then you have like the it's, it's not gonna happen. So I would say if I had to go through the season in order, and I'll do this very, very quickly, and then I think I'll call it here, and then you can get the rest of my thoughts with Dylan on the um you can get the rest of my thoughts with Dylan when we record this weekend and we go over the episode and strategy in more detail, but to go in order of like boots, I mean, Abraham, I would say no shot as of right now, unless unless they do a first boot season. No, no, um, no, uh, Abraham Boch Sarah, I would say also, unfortunately, no chance. I think she has potential, maybe like a Kelly Wetmore than Sam Wandel, sir. But I just think with one episode, we just didn't see enough of her. So I think Sarah and Abraham, I would say no chance as of right now. It could always change. You never know. Voce, in terms of no chance, maybe some great chance and you're a lock. I think Voce is a somewhat chance, but maybe even like a no chance. I mean, he seemed like he's very interesting and obviously a really cerebral player. Um, but I think it's either no chance or maybe like some chance of coming back, but we need to see more from him possibly. Maybe he'll have a huge like marketing campaign to get back on the show. Um, uh, let's see after Voce, we got, uh, Brad, Brad, uh, Brad, Brad to me is where we start to get more into like the some chance to like a great chance where Brad was like shot out of a cannon where Brad was like, I'm going to run around the Island. I'm going to make my own spy shack. I'm going to spy on people. I'm going to tell people about my stuff. But again, I don't think I would still get to great yet. I would say Brad has like some chance, but we're still in the pre-merge pre-mergers rarely come back in survivor. So you're, you need to be like a standout like this next guy. So I think so far Abraham through Brad is like either no chance or you're maybe pushing into like the some chance there. Now, as for, uh, what's his face? As for JD, JD is now where we get to, okay, JD has a great chance. I wouldn't say JD is a lock because he is pre-merge, but JD to me was like such a captivating character. He was 20 years old. You know, I was a huge fan of his before the season. I thought he could go far. Dylan really liked him. A lot of people had JD going really far in this game. Some people had him as a winner pick. Um, so yeah, I could say I could see JD having a great chance to return. But I don't know if I would say a lock just yet. Then Genie, unfortunately, I think Genie doesn't have a chance. Maybe like some, but I, I'm not seeing it. Unfortunately for her, uh, same thing with Sydney as of right now. Tiffany, I would love to see back. Uh, Dylan and I maybe want to talk to Sydney 
after the season. So I would love to get her perspective. I think she's super fun. I think people were, you know, sleeping on her in the preseason. People didn't know what she was going to bring to the table. And she clearly was super funny. She was willing to play the game. She was going to play the game hard, gave us good confessionals. She's very active on social media with the fans. So I think Tiffany has a great chance to come back. I think more so than we had thought previously. I think at the more I don't have Tiffany on my TV screen, the more I'm thinking she could have a shot to come back. So, so far out of everyone I talked about, I think, um, uh, what's it called? I think, uh, Tiffany and JD have a, a, I think a great shot, not locks. They're not locks. A great shot to come back. And the rest are like some to like, no, Nasir. I think I agree with Ohio state. Nasir is a lock. I think Nasir and Shan are the two locks. Nasir, I think you can put in like the Rupert camp or like the, um, or like maybe, maybe like the Joe camp or who, whoever, like maybe, maybe not Joe anymore. Scratch that. Um, but like the, the Rupert camp or James where Nasir is going to go down as one of the most like likable guys to play this game. And people are going to really enjoy him. Um, I think Nasir people, people want to see Nasir back. Like that is, that is Nasir. Like people really want to see Nasir come back. So I think he's a lock. And oh, I'll, I'll get to Shannon one second. Green Bay Packer, thank you so much. Uh, glad to see you in the chat really quickly. Um, no worries. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to spoil anything for you in case you can't watch the episode. I hope you weren't spoiled yet. Just let me know with either like a thumbs up or a yes that you weren't spoiled. I hope I didn't say anything. But yeah, watch the recap when you get a chance. Leave a comment. We really appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support as you're always with us. And yeah, hope you weren't spoiled until you can get to watch the episode tomorrow or Friday. So I won't say the most recent person voted out. I'm not going to say what their chances of coming back are. So I'll, I'll end with last week's boot, which is Liana. Um, so getting back to this, Nasir, I think, is a lock. Evie has a great chance. Evie is a student of the game. They know the game very well. They, I think, we knew they, they were going to have a lot of strategic prowess. And I could easily see Evie coming back and trying to make another deep run because I think they're willing to play the game hard. So I would like to see another chance for them. Um, but I would say great. And then I think Shan is a lock. I think if you had to pick one person to come back from the season, it's Shan. And I think whether you love Shan or you're not a fan of Shan, I think anyone can agree. She had such an impact on the narrative of the season from episode one to when she was all the way to when she was voted out. And even then last week after she was gone and Liana went, you still see the camera go over to her like 20 different times during tribal because she has such an impact on the game. Like she's the reason why Deshaun and Danny, um, you know, made the flip with Ricard there to take her out because, Oh, well, Shan's kind of ruining this whole four person thing. Like the Shan narrative was so large over the season that, and she was so fun in confessionals and she was going to play the game super hard. So I think Shan is a lock as well. And then the last person, um, just, just not spoil. So then Liana, um, I would say Liana somewhere between some chance and a great chance. I don't know if I would say great. I would say maybe some chance, but she is 20. She's very young. We've seen people come back when they're older and like Kimmy, Kim, Kimmy was Kappenberg was very young when she played the game. She came back. I'm, I'm, I can't do math this late. So Kimmy came back, you know, 29 seasons later and she's she was older she was a mom and kimmy came to play so give liana a few years she can come back and come back to play hard so i know that was a long-winded answer but i think that was a good thing to kind of think about and i'm sure dylan and i will just go over it again anyway but those are my thoughts on who might come back and i think that that's a good place to end on uh for this week so thank you ohio state really appreciate it um but again 
last thing I'll say before I wrap up at about 48 minutes, I can't believe I lasted this long. That's what she said. Um, but basically this was fun, even though I was by myself, uh, Dylan couldn't make it with work, but I'm very appreciative of the few of you who were able to show up in the chat and were able to share your questions and your comments. I think it, it helped the time go by a lot faster. And then even people who are going to watch later, like Green Bay Packer, who are going to watch later, um, we always appreciate the support. Uh, Dylan and I, as we've always said, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't for the community, just chatting with us, sharing our thoughts, and going through the episodes together. It makes it a lot more fun. But um, last thing I'll say for programming is look forward to an episode with Dylan and myself, either this weekend or Monday. Sometime between Friday and Monday, you'll get this episode where Dylan will come back share his thoughts on episode 12 and we're going to look ahead to the finale what we're going to think about the last episode of survivor season 41 and then of course for the finale dylan and i will be live next wednesday december 15th at 10 15 or 11 15 whenever the episode ends and we will go over everything there so thank you one last time and as always grab your torches and head back to camp good night